Hello and welcome to the Enchantress Society podcast with me, Tia Johnson. Put your muggle life on pause and travel with me to a place of magic, empowerment, and wonder as I interview prominent guests in the spiritual world and spill the enchanted tea on all of the ways you can conspire to craft the magical life you deserve. Always and forever, the Enchantress Society podcast is your virtual coven where I am rooting for you to succeed every step of the way. Hello, hello. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Enchantress Society with yours truly. I know it's been a while since I've done an episode and that's really because I wanted to make sure I had something to talk about that would bring a lot of value. There are so many things I want to talk about, so many things I would love to talk about, but I want to make sure that it also makes sense, okay? Also, there are several guests who have agreed to come on to the show, so I can't wait to have them on. I'm figuring out a bit of the logistics. I'm thinking of creating a series, I'm not going to say the topic, and then they'll come on and talk about an aspect of that series topic. So that's what I'm leaning towards. But yes, um, I like to make sure that the content I put out there makes sense, is relevant, is helpful, uh, educational, a bit of fun. There's a lot of things wrapped into one. And so when I feel like I have something to talk about, but it needs to be presented in a certain way. And when I say in a certain way, I don't mean in a way that's going to be sugar-coated and things like that. I mean, present it in a way that I can explain it as opposed to, well, you know, kind of. So <laughs> I can do that with some people. They get what I'm saying. But for the podcast, I want to make sure that it's concise, understandable. It could be digested very well. So I wanted to start off with uh, one card reading, and I'm going to, towards the end, read from uh, the Delhi Guidance Angels. Daily Guidance from Your Angels book. This is really great because it's 365 angelic messages to soothe, heal, and open your heart. So stay tuned to the end, and I will just open the book and read a passage from there. So let's get started. I have here from the map by Colette Baron Reed, Wide Open Cards. So if you're watching the podcast, Okay, as opposed to listening to it, you can see the card. And it's a woman with her arms wide open. She's also wearing green and she's standing on a rock. So there's a lot of earth energy here. And the butterfly is also green with a hint of yellow. So lots of prosperity, lots of abundance, but you have to be open arms. And she can't see the full picture here because there's a lot of bright white light uh, followed by the night sky up top. So there's a lot of mystery involved, okay? A lot of trust, faith, belief, but also at this point, so much has been done that it's gonna be a calculated risk. So keep that in mind during this episode, living with intention your next six months, because there's gonna be a lot of times where you're just gonna to have to take those calculated risks, be wide open, but also surrender to the universe, okay? Uh, <clears throat> Also, the card number is 42, which means seven and has to also do with abundance among other things. You think of 777, you know, lucky number seven, uh, seven days in a week. So things coming to completion in a way, even though the number nine also represents completion. But I think of seven in this regard as everything's complete. Now you can rest, but the rest is that surrender 
open arms, embracing what's next. And let's do, actually, I'm getting called to pick the second, let's see, second or third, the third card. And this is from the Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. Also want to collect Baron Reed's um, cards. And it's the Horse King, Assistance Control. And oddly enough, not oddly enough, I don't believe in coincidences, this card number is 42, which is six. I'm sorry, six, did I say seven from the other card? I don't know why I was thinking, so this happened another time when it was actually six, but seven came to mind. That's so interesting. So two sixes. All right. So sevens, just because it came up, abundance is on my mind. Plus the color's green here. So, okay. Fertility, abundance, all that jazz. Six has to do with material concerns. Also has to do with wealth in some ways because material things such as money, right? People, um, I don't want to say struggle with, but sometimes it just weighs heavily on their mind. And it's a matter of tweaking a few things, looking at the whole nine yards, right? So be prepared to embrace material things. It's okay. Sometimes we try to pretend they don't matter. They have some weight depending on your lifestyle, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. All right. So the horse king assistance control, and there's a horse you know, bending down. So to let the king on, there's rock. There's a lot of earth element here. So I'm holding this up for those who are viewing the podcast. And the horse has four legs, so foundation. So this is really a good time to focus on your foundations, how you view the material world, and really just be wide open to embracing what's next, abundance and all those things. So keep that in mind. And it's so appropriate for this episode because as we are going to focus on our intention for the rest of the year, we have to look at things like this and not deny ourselves other things because of what society says. Oh, I, I've heard things like, oh, who needs that much money? So you would turn down $255 million? I don't think so. Okay, so we're just things like that. And also some words that people tell people, which I'm going to get into, that will hold you back a lot of times. All right, from achieving your greatness, from having your arms wide open to receive what's next for you. All right, along with having some emotions that make you get worried when you do get to the next level. So before we dive into that, you know, <laughs> I have to go through the housekeeping. If we are not connected on Instagram, let's remedy this situation. I am at cosmic underscore witch underscore goddess. That's where you will see me most often connect with me on my stories. Okay. My, my post there, the podcast, um, I was about to say webpage. Instagram is enchantress underscore society underscore podcast. All right. And also this is important. Okay. Summer solstice is around the corner days away. I've created a mini course to help you with the summer solstice, its energies, understanding it, what to do with it and beyond. Okay. And what I love about this, it's a mini course. So it's just over an hour, 30 minutes, just over total for all five modules. Okay. So this isn't like my mastermind classes that are two hours long, a little over two hours long. All right. These are five modules, okay, to help you ignite your inner light and embrace the magic of the summer solstice. And you can easily learn more and enroll in this course, okay, by going to tmariejohnson.com summer solstice course. And one of the best things about this course, because it's a mini course, is available for $27, okay? 
$27. All right, so for $27, all right, you'll receive the video training, bonuses, journal prompts, and this will help you to deepen your connection with the energy of the summer solstice and the power of the sun, enhance your manifestation abilities and align with your desires. Align with your desires. I looked at my, my stats, guys. A lot of you are interested in sex magic, okay? Here's the thing. When it comes to sex magic, like anything, like I'm always discussing, you have to focus on the foundational work first. I don't care how much sex magic you do, if you're not focusing on your confidence, your boundaries, okay, your abilities, your, your intuitive abilities, your psychic abilities, your magic is not going to be as powerful, right? And plus, you have to be comfortable with your skin, with yourself, with your body to really have that magic be amplified, right? So it, it may kind of sort of work. It may not. But here's the thing. This course will definitely help you get to your destination with that because the power of the sun, while yes, the sun is always there and is there throughout the year, we can tap into it. The summer solstice energy is like a 10 times boost of that, okay? Not to mention it's ushering in a new season. So this will help you to usher in a new season in your life as well with that fiery go-getter energy, all right? So experience self-transformation and personal growth through harnessing the sun's energy. That's what we're about here at the Enchantra Society, personal growth. This is why the courses I create all compound, right? You, you take one course, activating your inner goddess, sacred sovereign sorcery, it all compounds to help you get to that point where you are able to walk into any room as yourself. You're not feeling like you have to impress other people. You, you, you let go with this guilt and all these other things that could potentially self-sabotage you. All right. And I'm going to wrap it up just a few more things. It will help you gain clarity, focus, and direction in your life and in your spiritual practice. You will feel a sense of confidence and empowerment as you embody your inner light and align with the rhythms of the universe, okay? So you can experience a great sense of sacredness in life. Having that connection with spirit, with the universe, will, I'm telling you, it will make your life easier as you progress, Okay. So the modules are Intro to Summer Sources and Sun Magic, uh, Spells and Rituals, Solo Crystals and Energy, Harnessing the Sun's Energy for Cell Transformation, and Ritual for the Summer Solstice. So I would literally guide you to help you create your very own ritual for the Summer Solstice. You would get, um, as one of the bonuses, the Radiant Sun Magic, Summer Solstice Ritual and Crystal Guide. All right. And the other one is going to be a form of a, a meditation of sorts. All right. So again, that's tmariejohnson.com forward slash summer solstice course. And you, you get those, those video trainings and watch the transformation happen. And if you're already following me on Instagram, you already have seen me talk about this. All right. And the great power of the sun. All right. To help you in multiple areas in your life. All right. And it may be a, an added bonus. So it depends. Spirit has been guiding me with this. So maybe one more bonus for those who purchased the course. You will know that I will personally email you. All right. Deep breath. We got all that out the way. Now, living with intention. I want to make this super clear because too many times people think living with intention means that you had to adopt someone else's way of life to the T. 
and that something is just going to happen for you if you do just maybe a couple of steps. Number one, nothing is going to work to the T that you are trying to adapt from someone else. That worked for them. That's their journey, okay? Their experiences to how they got where they are. You can take a few things and apply it to your life. You can take a few things and tweak them, okay? So that's what I want you to think about this. I'm going to present a few things to you, strategies and so forth, and think about how it can fit into your life. Don't think about how it won't work because of X, Y, Z. Think about how out of the three things I said regarding this, one thing can work for you and then you can expand upon there. All right. This is about being flexible so you can really lead a life where things are working for you, which they already are, but we don't notice it many times. So it's being more cognizant in life, navigating life better. Also understanding when things are BS, right? You can easily zoom out and call that out, or you can listen to a potential opposing opinion, come to find out there's a lot of commonalities there. And maybe that person, that group of people are I don't want to say victims, but they are the unfortunate people during that time to be part of a smear campaign done for whatever reason, right? So let's lead with that. And I was going to start off with some points, but I want to start off with uh, a little bit of research I've done and words. So for the heck of it, I just Googled, just Googled it. What percentage of the world is unhappy? Okay. What percentage of the world is unhappy? Got things like <clears throat> an estimate 3.8% of population experience depression, including 5% of adults, 4% among men, 6% among women, and 5.7% of adults older than 60 years old. Imagine you worked your ass off your entire life with the, the promise of once you retire, You'll be okay. In the US, I believe the retirement age is 67 now. I was 65. Definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's 67 now. So imagine you make it to your 60s and you've been told, well, you know, once you retire, you'll be happy. Well, I mean, we're at 60 now. So I mean, I gotta wait seven more years. <laughs> what, what's going on here? Do most people feel unhappy? Almost no one is happy all the time, which I already know unhappiness is a common experience for most people. It's common. So it's okay to have a, a day, a moment, okay? Are people unhappier than ever? The world was sadder more and more stressed out in 2021. Well, duh. Okay, according to a recent Gallup poll, which found that four in 10 adults worldwide said they experienced a lot of worry or stress. And that article was published in 2022. Biggest cause of unhappiness, verbal overshadowing. What percentage of the world is actually happy? Well, this is good, 64%. It's good when you look at it percentage-wise, but then when you learn the number, it might be, I'm making it up, 300 million. That's a lot of people. 40% very much so happy, 50% rather so. Countries, and then it goes on countries with the highest uh, portion of adults considering themselves happy, okay? 
Uh, and then it goes on and on and on. What's the, what is the unhappiest age? The most unhappy time of your life is your 40s. According to a phenomenon known as the U-shaped curve, which states that unhappiness bottoms out around your 40s and tends back up as you grow older. But wait a minute, we have something else that just said about 60-year-olds not being happy. 5.7% of older adult or of adults older than 60 are unhappy. So I pulled that up because when you're living a life of intention, what are you basing it on? What's the benchmark? Who sets the bar in your life? Because if you're focusing on other people's lives and you're looking at it thinking, man, and you're not inspired, you're wondering how they got there, how can I get there? You're starting to feel sorry for yourself. You're starting to feel other than inspired, other than, well, what can I do? That's a problem because so many of us have been taught to live outside our bodies, to seek external approval. But what if I were to remind you that your happiness comes from within, your intent, the way you want to live, you can figure all that out from looking within. Maybe a reason why so many people are unhappy because they've been living a life that they were told they need to live in order to be successful, but that's not for them. Maybe they were told to do several things that would make them X, Y, Z desirable in the family, make them more desirable, make them more proud of the family, but it's toxic. <laughs> okay. Such as, oh, well, you know, that's just the way it always is in the family. You know how Uncle Bob is. You know how your dad is. You know how your mom is. How is that helpful when it's toxic? And then, then you get forced to acknowledge people during certain holidays, even though they've been very horrible, toxic, and no good to you. Coffee, coffee, coffee is great. <laughs> Too many times people get caught up in social media. And I was just having a conversation about this with uh, my Uber, one of my Uber drivers recently. Uh, he was explaining to his daughter how social media is not real. And no matter how many times people repeat this, there's always going to be people who are going to want to believe what they see as opposed to enjoying it for entertainment, as opposed to doing their homework. So I want to encourage people to do their homework. Don't take things for face value just because it was presented to you. Start learning about people who you follow. I post a lot about myself. I talked a lot about my story. My first book talks about a portion of my story. Pay attention to what people are doing. Pay attention to what they are saying. I literally recommend people to other coaches and mentors. I encourage you to find out what works best for you. Don't get caught up in thinking certain things. Now, I know there are checkpoints, right, in our lives. By this point, we would like to have this. By this point, we would like to have that. Don't get trapped in certain things that require a level of commitment that you're not prepared for because society says, well, this is what you should do. And sometimes it, there, are, there are small percentage, percentages of people who, you know what, I wasn't ready for it, but I did it and it all worked out. But those people are the people who constantly continue on. They're constantly tweaking. They're constantly growing. Doesn't mean that they don't have a moment. It means that they went the extra mile many times. 
So when I hear about people being unhappy, and I talked about this in my second book, right, as people from women who are just starting out in their business to women who are millionaires, what happiness meant to them? Because this is very, very, very important. Okay, I literally went and got my book, How to Get to the Point in Your Life. And just as a bit of encouragement, this book, I self-published this book, my, my own money. I literally got this outfit from, I think this was from Ross. Uh, yeah, Ross, I want to say the necklace came from New York and Company. I have braces on my teeth, which you can't see. Shout out to my orthodontist. Even he was patting himself on the back. He's like, wow, you can't, can't see it. I have braces on. And my friend who I gave him credit, because uh, he was, um, I don't know if he's still planning on doing it, but he was um, going to be uh, more of a professional photographer. Uh, so I think it's more of a hobby for him right now. I credit him in my book. He took pictures of me. We went to Kelly Drive. We went to, uh, what was that fort in South Philly by the airport? Was that Fort Mifflin? I believe we took pictures all over the place. And then I sent my picture to, uh, what's her name? Lucinda in California. And she added the, the, the touch to it. Yeah, Lucinda Ray. All right. She had her own touch to it with the words. And it's literally based off of a blog post I did. My popular blog post at the time. It was called 25 points or 25 ways to get to the point in life. Because I was 25 years old and I figured, what's, what's the point of life? What are we doing here? That blog is still up. It's on my old, old, old website. <laughs> so anyway, I asked several women their happiness level. I asked one woman here, Abiola Abrams. Uh, she, she uh, gosh, what can I say about her? She's just freaking amazing. TV personality, award-winning author, the sacred bombshell goddess. So I asked, on average, how happy are you, Abiola? And I, I interviewed all, all these women. Super duper happiest. Whatever is the happiest level. So I just wrote here in um, brackets. I provided the interviewee a happiness scale with exceptionally happy being the top of the happiness point and someone happy being the lowest. Okay. She has here exceptionally happy. I am, and I know that sounds really corny and like BS, but it really is. I've always been a relatively happy person, even when bad things were happening, even when I was being bullied, even when my parents were fighting, and even when my marriage was ending, my first marriage, stuff like that, that made me sad in the moment temporarily, I still have always been a joyous person. And I have to say, she, God bless her, very busy woman. She sent me the audio and I literally took the time and I wrote it all out. <laughs> okay. And I put it in here for you because I was that dedicated to getting this message. I'm going to read one more. Olga Perez, my, my, one of my good friends in Philly, she runs the charge station. She's a, a mentor, a coach. She does great things. Okay. So she's a life strategist and intuitive coach. She gave me a reading years ago. I asked her on average, how happy are you? Exceptionally happy. Exceptionally happy. It doesn't mean that you won't have unfortunate days. It doesn't mean you won't 
look to your left, look to your right and think, gosh, I've been doing so much. I'm not getting any credit. I'm not being appreciated. It means that no matter what, there's something in you, that intention you have to keep going, to make stuff happen, to know that this isn't the end. Things are temporary. And that no matter what life throws at you, you could be resourceful. It might be a delay. It might be a setback, but you can get through this. All right. I want to read a few more things. I want to go over some of the words people tell you that can hold you back from living an intentional, wonderful life because nothing is going to happen through a wish. You can wish, you can hope, you can want, you can like, but you have to go out there and claim it. No one should have to thoroughly convince anyone that they need change in their life. Most of the time, people know that they need change. They may not at times realize that something isn't appropriate because maybe they're in a situation where that's the way it always been. I don't see any outcome, but when someone approaches you and, or you see someone better, yeah, there've been times in my life where people have come to me, want advice, but they really only want me to concur with what they're doing. And the thing is, I will never, well, one, I would never tell you something wrong that will stop you from elevating, that will stop you from making more money, that will stop you from anything that would be for your benefit. Two is that I always want to help, to guide. So if you're coming to me for advice and I'm saying, okay, I spot a few things, X, Y, Z, and you basically come to me just to confirm that it's okay what you're doing, you're not going to get that here. Okay. I'm someone, if I'm doing something that can be done better, I'm going to listen to my project manager. I'm going to listen to my close, nearest, dearest friends who are family at this point, but I know they have my best interest in mind. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to learn. And that has been for my betterment, especially when it came to writing this second book. I hit a writer's block. Now, with one of my really good friends, and he knows this because of the chapter in the book, we were driving. I think I was pursuing my master's at Penn at the time, too. So my mind was just, let me see. Let me look at this back here. Yep, 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 is in my bio, a graduate student at the University of Pennsylvania. I hit a roadblock. My brain was fried, going to the gym, uh, like on, on average, three hours <laughs> every other day, pursuing my master's, writing my second book, you know, doing all these things. And we're, we're in his car driving, and I was telling him I had, I, I'm hitting this roadblock, and he slammed his hand on the deck where he goes, hey, get that shit done. And that is chapter 18 get that shit done list. Okay. And that's what I mean. Sometimes we need that one person to snap us out of it. Sometimes we need someone to help us see a few things. And that's what I would like to be here for people listening to this episode, living with attention, really understanding. We're, we're going to get to some, some more key factors here, but really understanding what you want in life and then pursuing it. It's not going to be easy. You, we've heard the phrase many times, easier said than done. Yeah, because it was easy. Everyone would do it, but then also no one would appreciate it. So give yourself the credit for the things that you overcome, but also don't get sidetracked about the things that you think you should do because everyone else is doing it or because you're getting some pressure for, from somewhere that does not have good intent. So I want to read a little bit of this get that shit done list. Actually, I'm, I'm going to read this part here. 
And again, he knows who he is. Dear, dear, dear friend of mine. I have to admit that I cannot take credit for the title above. Or above title, actually. <laughs> Sometimes I read backwards. Uh, Get that shit done is a phrase coined by my dear by a dear friend of mine, whenever there was something major that had to be done but seemed impossible, he would say with a few hand gestures, listen, just get that shit done, all right? <laughs> He's right. That's all there is to it. We are either going to get it done or not. We will either find a way or make excuses. So one day I came up with a get that shit done list. I didn't come up with a casual to-do list or something similar. Below are two bullet points of my 2015 get that shit done list. One of them was get braces for my teeth, which I have. Got them done. And the other is better control of my weight, which if you see my pictures on Instagram, better control of my weight. Keep in mind that some points on this list will take longer to achieve than others due to the magnitude of that goal or an unforeseen event that will cause you to reevaluate your approach. I had so many foot surgeries that I basically had to hit the restart button. And when I say restart button, I mean, learn how to walk all over again. Okay. So when I'm telling you these things about intent, it's because I lived through it. I had so many reasons to not live intentionally, to do the woe is me, to wait for someone to thoroughly explain why I should do something and so forth, but I didn't. Okay, I will not lead someone somewhere that I haven't been or, or wouldn't go. Okay, so this is why I push so hard for people to focus on their confidence, to focus on boundaries, to focus on their magic, to focus on self-love and taking care of themselves and putting themselves first because it's important. And without that foundational work, without being committed to yourself, without being consistent, having that dedication. If you don't have that for yourself, you can't expect someone else to come into your life and rectify all that, okay? This is why I started off with the sex magic. And I'm gonna talk about more sex magic on, on my podcast. Uh, I know I had a, it was a sex magic summit a couple of years ago. So we're, we're gonna get back to that, but your magic and everything, and everything else would not be as potent if you're not being someone who is living consciously, okay? And focusing on a lot of things that you need to be focusing on. All right, so here we go. My braces were installed in 2015 and will not be removed until a max of 18 months. And I had a little bit of issues afterwards, but not because of the braces, because of other things. Okay, so I worked with a health consultant to better manage my weight. All right, so those are just two examples that I gave. So I took action is what I'm saying. I didn't sit around. I didn't talk about it a lot. I took action. All right, and then come to find out my orthodontist and I have so many similarities. It was just so amazing. He also went to UPenn, you know, so I'm just like, we had these things going on. It was delightful talking with them. And he's, he's an amazing person. And so is his staff. So I wanted to give you those real life examples to show you that you can get through things or well, to also remind you about that. And to also let you know that I'm not just saying things because I would like you to do something because I believe in you and I know what's possible. And we at times need that one person to say, hey, get that shit done. Hey, live with intention. All right. So I want to talk about a few words that hold us back. Good words, but can hold us back depending on who's saying it. So before I say this, I want you to focus on two things, two things when you talk to people or rather when people talk to you. Who's saying it 
and how they are saying it. It doesn't matter where you are. It's how they're saying it and who's saying it. Pay attention to the tonality, okay? And pay attention to who's saying it because some people want to give people advice about life and so forth, but they're not progressing. They're not growing. So why on earth would someone want to take advice from someone who's not doing the things in life to get them to the next level? It's fine if they're happy where they're at, <clears throat> excuse me, but depending on how they're talking and their actions, you know that that is countering their words. All right. So humble. Now this is straight from the dictionary. All right. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Of low social, administrative, or political rank. How many times have you been told to stay humble? Now, when someone who cares about you tell you that, and they go, no matter what, stay humble. Don't lose sight of who you are and what's in you. Don't sell your soul. Don't sell your integrity have standards, right? Don't get too big headed to think that what you earned can't be also taken from you. Don't get too big headed where you be, become disrespectful to people and so forth. That's different than someone who doesn't want you to succeed, someone who looks at you and think, ah, that person is reminding me of uh, the things that if I just put myself to that, if I just applied myself, I probably could have done something similar or something in my own right, but I didn't. I'll read that again. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance, of low social, administrative, or political rank, lower someone in dignity or importance. I knew, example here, I knew he had to humble himself to ask for my help. Now, again, keep this in mind. Don't be too humble that you're not speaking up for yourself. Don't be too humble where you're not asking for that raise, where you're not going for it, where you think, oh, well, you know, if I be humble and nice and calm and cool and collective and don't create a fuss, things are going to work. I'm here to tell you that is not the way. That is not the way. Because if that was the case, dedicated workers, dedicated people, they would get more accolades, more appreciation. They wouldn't get such mediocre things in return or to not be appreciated. Think about all the people who don't appreciate friendship, but you're supposed to take the higher road every time. It's, it's disheartening. Humility, another word that can be helpful. But listen, a modest or low viewpoint of one's own importance. And then they have here humbleness. He needs the humidity, humility, not humidity, <laughs> these brackets on the back of my teeth, humility to accept that their way may be better. So on one end is about compliance. On the other end is about don't be so big headed, right? There are more than one ways to do something, but this is where discernment comes in. Now let's just look up audacity, right? He has the audacity. She had the audacity. Maybe we shouldn't use audacity in this sense. Listen to this. 
a willingness to take bold risk. Now, the other one is rude or disrespectful behavior. Now, what if we told each other, what if we told our family members, you know, they're, they're, they're young, they're up and coming. And you're like, you know what? Had the audacity to go after your goals. Had the audacity to live with intent. Had the audacity to continuously do better than you did the other day. That willingness. What if we take these words that have been used against people, even though the other definition here is rude, but what if we use the positive definition? Because audacity is that willingness, going forward, taking bold risk. We don't get what we want by being kind of sort of and like timid and like, hey, you know, I, I would like to be successful. Who becomes successful by I, I would I would like? No. No, it, it requires so much mental strength, right? Think about all the tests we had to do in college, all those tests we had to do in high school, all those things. It requires mental strength, among other things. So it would behoove each and every one of us to continue to work on our mind. It's one of the universal laws, the mental, the mind, as opposed to having people psych us out to be very humble because it doesn't come with that context of be humble. And and not often, some people are doing a great job with explaining this, but many people just say, just be humble. What? What? And then you find out later people are doing all these great things. They could have been further along in their life, but they were told to be humble. Wait their turn. It's coming. Divine timing works for multiple reasons. One reason is because we put in the work ourselves. We are intentionally working towards achieving something. We're not just sitting around waiting for the universe to take action. So now we go to 11 ways to increase your happiness. Again, just a quick Google research. No one can really tell you how to be happy because what's happiness for you is not happiness for me. I automatically get happy when I see a dog. It's instant. You may not like dogs. If you don't, I don't know if we could be friends, but (laughs) okay. So here we go. Make sure your basic needs are met. Well, it's interesting because my notes here, I have about uh, self-awareness, self-love. When you care for yourself, you make sure your basic needs will be met some way, shape or form. Okay. You're going to understand what are your basic needs? What are some of your basic needs? And you can look at nutrition, sleep, things like that. Get creative. Get creative. Maybe drive a different way home. Maybe take off early from work every now and then and go do something different. Okay? Go visit a different place. Go take a dancing class. Learn another language. Do something Do something that will add to how dynamic of a person you are, right? I don't care if you watch documentaries. I don't care if you paint and you suck at painting. Do something that will express your creativity that will allow you to do something else and something else and something else, okay? And when you do that, you'll find you have more things to talk about. You're less concerned about 
other people that really don't have your interests in mind and don't matter and drama because you're focusing on exercising your imagination, which helps with manifestation, your creativity, which helps with your imagination, which helps helps with your uh, imagination. But not just that, you learn how to create creatively solve problems, which will put you ahead of the masses, okay? So I'm not saying to be in a competition with other people to get to where you wanna be, it may not require that sometimes because really you're only in competition with yourself. But when you are creative and you can creatively solve problems where other people are just, oh, well, this is the way I know how to solve this. This is what I was told. And I didn't try to work out any other personal growth or any other way to solve a solution. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to do research. But guess what? Not only are you a problem solution um, strategist in a way, now you can have that apply to multiple areas in your life. You just see the world differently. All right. And it has your dancing, coloring, sketching. So all those things, pottery, baking. Okay. Start a gratitude practice. I do this every day. Throughout the day, I say who I'm grateful for. I thank my body. Thank you, immune system. Thank you, cardiovascular system. Thank you, body. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank everything. Try journaling. Get your thoughts out of your mind on the paper or talk to someone who you trust. Spend time in nature. It states here, spend time, spending time in nature can increase feelings of happiness and decrease stress because you are getting connected with Mother Earth, especially when you do grounding techniques where you take your shoes off, you work, walk on grass. I like walking on grass that's warm. I don't like when it's a little wet and cold, it's weird. Um, but you, you can bask in the sun for a little while during certain times of the day, at dusk, at dawn, okay? Hug a tree, go by the water. These are all free and easy things to do to help you live intentionally because you're going to get that clarity. I even talked about this in my Instagram. I'm going to pull this up because I love going to the gym. And what I explain is the, the energy that the element of metal brings because iron is metal and fire and, and, and metal are hand in hand. So metal represents strength, clarity, and transformations, letting go of what is no longer needed. What do we tend to do in a gym? We let go of the excess weight. We let go of some people go there and it helps their confidence. So we let go of being not as confident. And every time I leave the gym, I feel stronger, better, sexier, more capable of taking on the world. So when you think about the energies that are associated with doing these very simple things, okay, maybe you don't want to go to the gym. You don't like the gym. Buy a weight. That's metal. Spiritually, you're, you're tapping into that. I get a lot of clarity at the gym. When I'm feeling a little off and I'm like, eh, I go to the gym. I don't even, I don't like doing cardio at the gym and I still do cardio at the gym and I'm playing little Wayne or, you know, like someone I'm getting pumped up and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm lifting weights. I, I like lifting various weights. Cardio again, not so much, but I love lifting various weights. And, and I, I just get in this zone. Again, you don't, you don't have to use metal. You can go, let's say you have something around you where you can pick up a rock and you can lift up, you know, a, a rock that, I don't know, it may be like five pounds or 10 pounds. Just do something. All right, strength. Metal symbolizes the ability to withstand challenges and maintain inner strength. Okay. 
Just like metal, we can cultivate our inner resilience and fortitude to overcome obstacles and achieve our goals. This is also what I talk about in uh, the Radiant Sun Magic course for the summer solstice. So make sure that you get that course because we dive into things like this. And I give you examples upon examples, okay? Tools and strategies. All right, clarity. Metal represents the ability to cut through confusion and distractions and make sound decisions. By allowing, aligning with this energy of metal, we can enhance our mental clarity and sharpen our perception. So when you think about it, um, when sores or something gets made, it gets molded, crafted in fire, right? So we are literally transforming ourselves. We're working with the metal. We are doing this to transform ourselves, to gain clarity, to cut through the BS and, and learn how to be direct and in a way that we get our point across. And sometimes people don't like that. But here's the thing. Sometimes we don't always like the way some people say something, but it's what we need to hear. And this is where discernment comes in. There's a difference between someone saying something that we don't like because we didn't like their tone, but that's exactly what we need to hear. Because some people, you can't talk to them like, oh, why don't you just try this? You know, and then that's the setup. It's not try, it's like, hey, just like my friend, get that shit done, all right? That's the talking I need at times. I don't need a, well, Tia, you know, you're going to figure it out. You always do. And I'm like, yeah, I need someone to, hey, get her done. So it's not that I didn't like the way you said it. I thought it was perfect. But sometimes people get caught up in, well, maybe they didn't have to say it like that. It doesn't work for everyone. Some people need that harsher turn, or not tone for it to click. All right. The last part here, transformation. Through heat and pressure, raw metal ores are refined, shaped, and transformed into useful tools or beautiful objects. This transformative power of metal reminds us that through challenges and difficulties, we had the potential to grow, evolve, and become stronger versions of ourselves. <sighs> Love coffee. Is that not what this is about? Not staying the same? We are at the middle mark of the year. Time is flying by. I still feel like I just celebrated New Year's not that long ago. Okay, and the summer solstice is just days away. It is time to tap into the energies that are around us and start embracing these changes and start leveling up, not looking for excuses to justify things that are holding us back. We all have things that we are dealing with, okay? Now's the time to buckle down, boots to the ground, get resourceful and live with intention. All right. So we cover, spend some time in nature, get some sunshine. I was just talking about this. Get the course. <laughs> TMREJohnson.com. Okay, you cannot miss it. Summer Solstice course is at Tia's Boutique on my website. All right. Sunlight is associated with a number of benefits, both mental and physical. It helps with your circadian rhythm. All right. Listen to music that makes you happy. Exercise. And again, walking is powerful too. No one said you had to run a marathon. Stretch, walk, breathing exercises, okay? They have here Tai Chi, tennis, team sport, rock climbing, bike riding. There's so many options. Pick one. Meditation. All right, get your mind right in the morning. Join a support group, therapy. All right, so all these things. 
And that's just a simple looking up, okay? Some of my notes here. I wanna talk about, see, where do I wanna start first? Let's see. Let's talk about guilt and selflessness. Living with attention, when, when, when you figure out what you want, and, and that's, that's a conversation you're going to have to have with yourself. What do I really want in this life? What do I really want to accomplish within these next six months? Okay, because it, it will be fall before you know it. What do I want to accomplish, accomplish in these next six months and going forward? When you do that, some thoughts are going to come to mind. Oh, if I make a lot of money, you know, I'm going to get family from out the woodwork. What about the taxes I have to pay? I don't know. I got I to gotta, like, figure out a financial planner. Good. You just named several steps that you have to focus on. So one of the things I do is with um, my students and clients is we do dress rehearsals for conversations. So uh, my God is mastery course that I would run during the fall months leading into um, just before winter. So it would be uh, sometimes starting in September, sometimes starting in October. So it ends, it rounds off like early December. So Thanksgiving is coming up, different holidays, depending on where they are in the world. Some countries don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So, but they also use that for Christmas time. All right. So meaning they're going to meet family, they're going to be some conversations. And so we go over the, the go-to topics that family members are going to ask them that they know stone cold, their family members are going to bring this up. Do that with guilt and selflessness. Do that dress rehearsal in your mind. Oh, they're going to try and make me feel guilty if I don't give them money. But wait a minute. You worked damn hard to get where you're at. You're not obligated to give your third cousin money. Now, if you want to, that's fine. You know, you're going to cover the bases. You're going to, you're going to get, get your mama house. You know, you're going to set up your, your parents real nice. You, you, might, you might take care of your best friend or, you know, your, your siblings, you know, whoever earned it, right? You, you're, going to, you're going to look out for them. But that doesn't mean that you should stop your progression or you should be overly concerned because you don't want to feel guilty for not doing something for someone. They are going to put you or try to put you in a predicament to make you feel uncomfortable so you can bend to their will. Keep that in mind. Because if they were happy for you, they wouldn't feel entitled. So start understanding where that guilt comes from and know that you're not required to take care a bunch of people. Now you want to look out for people, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're not entitled to take care of everyone and their dog. It, it, that's ridiculous. Especially when they didn't support you, they didn't do anything, but they want to say, oh, we're family. I know you since the third grade. Did you like, share, you know, subscribe, anything, anything, show up to a, a, a showing, anything. Genuinely. So don't feel guilty about that because you've done the work. And it's what you choose to do. And people should be appreciative of that. And selflessness, you know, that, that comes automatically. <clears throat> when you 
are doing good, you're a good person, you want to do great things, whatever abundance comes your way is just going to magnify who you truly are. So if you're already a selfless person where you give, okay, now you have to make sure that you check yourself, that you're not being too generous, okay? That you're not falling into this trap of, well, I'm staying humble, you know, and, you know, I'm just trying to do the best I can, you know, no. Some people are not going to like you and that's just too damn bad. And it's okay. You should not want to be liked by everyone. Okay. You should just focus on who is attracted to you, who comes within your space. Okay. Because you're not going to satisfy everyone. There's going to be people that say, oh, well, yeah, that worked for you because you were able to, no, 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 no. Don't let them do that to you. So remove that guilt. Okay. Think about the source of that guilt and that's how you remove it. Okay. And understand the predicament that they're trying to put you in, try to make you feel bad, try to make you feel less than. Because what I noticed is that it's the people who don't want you to succeed, who already see the greatness within you and they try to keep you down. So they would say things like, are you sure? Oh, people like, like us, we don't do that. All, all these different things. Come up, oh, that's going to cost a lot of money. Oh, taxes is like, okay. And guess what? You'll figure it out. It's like you figured out everything else. Why would that stop you? Why would you get this far just to be this far when you know there's more for you? The last thing you want is to have a life of, reg of uh, re regret. That doesn't make sense to make unhappy people happy and they still won't be happy. There'll be a slight, just a tidbit happy that you're not happy, but they still will not be happy with themselves and you will never satisfy people like that. So please do not feel guilty. Do not feel like you owe people something who wouldn't even do a fraction of what you've done to get to where you're at. They don't deserve it. Lack of boundaries. When living with intention, you had to be private for the most part, and you had to have your boundaries in check. Now, when I say private, you may show 2%, 10%, 20% of your life. I tell people, and there are many people who are coming to me, they would travel, they would do certain things, and someone would always get sick. The lug and I talked about this before, the luggage would go missing, something would happen. I said, don't, don't say when you're traveling. Don't tell people certain things because they, they might tell someone else. It's like what I said. I, I haven't said this recently, but I, I was talking to my brother about this the other night. I said, don't just worry about your friends. And my worry, I don't mean, oh, uh, you know, think what are they going to do? And once you get to a certain level, you already know who your close-knit VIP friends are. But as you're progressing, because when I was in my 20s, man, it was always a friend of a friend of a friend that would mess it up. Don't just think about who you're friends with. Think about who they hang out with and think about who that person hangs out with. Because it's not that person who's just one degree away from you and your close friend. It's that other person you have to worry about. So this is why you have to be careful of the information aspects of your life that you release tell to the public because there's always going to be someone out there who's going to be resentful hateful jealous spiteful whatever i know that might sound crazy to some people like well there's nothing special about me please don't say that there is something special about you there's multiple special things about you you haven't realized it yet or you haven't turned the volume up on that aspect of you 
okay? Because people can be jealous of you, spiteful of you, not like you for the way people love you, for the way people just naturally are attracted to you, just want to talk to you from the way you dress, the way you talk, your accomplishments, how you're living. It doesn't matter. You don't know what someone may not like you for. Not that it's your business until it becomes your business, okay? So the best way to prevent that as best you can to combat that is to be private, have boundaries. People don't get access to your information. You ever see someone online, and I haven't seen this in years because my algorithm is very curated. <laughs> now, I've been on social media for a very long time, so I was seeing the transitions over time. And when I say a long time, I mean, I was on Facebook when you had to type in the facebook.com, okay? So I seen the transitions happen. People will put all their business online, all the business they're going through with their boyfriend, all these other things. And I'm thinking to myself, this is ridiculous. I don't know you like, I don't, I don't know your man like that. I don't know you like that. I don't need to know your business like that. You know, like it's too much. And then the breakup happens. People want to post a Bible quote. They want to, you know, whatever they want to do. But here's the thing. That's not going to solve the problem. Now, everyone knows your business. Everyone's going to have an opinion about it. And what did you get back together with him? Say you forgave him, you rectified it. Say he went to therapy. He's like, oh, I changed, whatever. And now everyone's looking at you sideways because you just said all these nasty things. Keep things private. It doesn't have to be about relationships, your investments, when you're going on vacation. I tell people, you know, post it when you're home. Post the pictures when you're home. Post the picture when you're in day four of the vacation, Okay. Don't, don't even bother most of the time because it's just about protecting that energy and that space because people will send negative energy your way consciously or unconsciously, okay? But also that goes to protection, you know, spiritual protection and other things that I also teach. So, you know, have your boundaries and practice them. This is another thing I, I work with with my clients and students because they have to work their way up sometimes to say no, just outright, no, that's not going to work for me. Or I didn't appreciate that. Just getting to that point where they can speak up. So, you know, you need to practice certain things that will, you know, certain phrases and words until you can work up to that. Because sometimes that's what people need. They need to work up to it, but the key is to get started. So start evaluating your boundaries, start evaluating who you're telling your business to. Okay. And, you know, just pay, pay attention, pay attention. All right, next. Uh, let's talk about societal pressures. I need to take a sip on this one. Society does have a few good points when it comes to certain things. And I don't have a problem with some societal standards that foster being a good citizen, um, helping the community, things like that. Being respectful to people's property, you know, just being a decent being. What I don't like is when people, some parts of society, try to make people feel bad because they're not doing what they want them to do. And to live with intention, you have to do what's right for you, meaning if you are someone who knows they want to get married, but you're not going to rush it because you want to explore the world, you want to date around to really figure out what you like, what you don't like. And in the process, you're learning more about yourself 
And then you figured, you know what? I'm going to get married later on in life because I want to make sure that I'm the best person I can be for myself first and foremost. And also, you know, and by extension, my spouse and my children, as opposed to just leaving college, getting married, having a kid, pay for the wedding, pay for the house, pay for the car. But then you're just starting a job because you just left college. So now you're an intern, but you're not really making that much money. Or maybe the internship is not paid. So now you got to go wait tables. It's a manhouse. You, you are getting your life together. And now you're supposed to be a husband or a wife and then the mom, a dad in the car. It gets really complicated really fast. And I'm not saying that it doesn't work for people. I've known people who have been married since high school. It works for some people. There's a lot of growth that had to happen and they work through it. It does happen and it does work. What I'm saying is for so many people, you hear what, like about 20 years down the road, they're getting divorced. You hear they're, they're arguing in front of children, all these things. And it's a lot of this because society said you, you need to do this, 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 and this by this age. Well, our brains aren't fully developed until we're 25 years old anyway. So you figure you graduate college, you know, you, you made a series of good decisions, but you're still not fully there, but you're supposed to be married by 30, which means only five years of your brain have been fully developed. Spend that time to get to know yourself, know your habits, things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with if someone says, you know what, I know I won't be a good parent. I'm not interested in it. I'm good. I'd rather be, be the uncle, the auntie. I'm cool with that. Who is society to pressure you to have a kid? I know it's a great thing to be a parent. I know it is. But some people just will not make good parents or they don't want to be parents. So I'd rather them be the auntie, the uncle, the godfather, the godmother, whomever, than to bring a child into the world who they won't really care for. So who's winning there? Society? The kid? Who? Okay, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you won't have a change of heart. What I'm saying is evaluate with intention what you want in your life and what you will like to have. I do this often, okay? Another thing about jobs and things like that. I tell people often, if you're at a job that you don't like, and you have dreams of being an entrepreneur, keep that job, all right, until you get to where you want to be. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if, if you want to be a model, an engineer, whatever the case is, go for it. Give it your all. Do that. But please do not get stuck somewhere that society told you that you should be with some pie in the sky promise. You have to map this out for yourself, ask questions, see if it really applies to you. Think about what are my values, principles, and standards? And then you'll see you're not going to put up with a lot of bullshit. You're going to say, you know, this job is bullshit. I can't leave just yet, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spruce up my resume. I'm going to go on some mock interviews. Maybe I'm pretty sure you can pull this up on YouTube. Questions uh, to ask, what to expect, ask people around you. Okay, different things you can do. Maybe there's some training on the side you can get to help you build up your confidence and other things in the workforce, whatever you want to do. 
or maybe something completely different. Maybe you want to open up um, a brick and mortar for something. All right. So you, you open it, you have your full-time job, and then you phase out. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being calculated. Okay. But to just take information and not question it, not dissect it, that's not living with intention. That's someone telling you what to do and you don't even know why you're doing it. And if just listening and getting the job done actually work with people who are happy and so forth, we wouldn't be seeing percentage, percentages of people in their 60s unhappy. <laughs> okay, it wouldn't be people miserable when they hit a certain age and having regret if that was the case across the board. So don't let societal pressures get to you. Everything isn't for everyone. College is not for everyone. Working a nine to five job is not for everyone. Not knocking a nine to five, but it's not for everyone. I'm not saying not to get a nine to five. I'm saying get it to help support your baseline needs, your food, your shelter, and then use that money to help your business, to help your whatever you're working on. Next, the self-esteem issue and your worth. Now, this is self-esteem. Please do not look for external things to make you feel worthy. I know the trend is to, and I'm not knocking it, do what you want, but there is a trend to get cosmetic things done to your body. If that's what you want to do because you like it, do it. Okay, if that's what you want, because you feel like that's something you need, like I would get fillers under my eyes because my eye, under my eyes, the skin is really thin and it makes me look a little tired, a little drained. So I would get fillers just to add a little plump there. And if you even look at, um, I post some childhood photos. I have this, this indentation here. So the makeup helps, right? Because other than that, I look tired, but I'm transparent about that. And I post pictures about that. Okay. And I do it because that's what I want to do. I didn't like that I looked a little tired, in my opinion. I don't care what other people said. You know, some people say, oh, you don't need it. Oh, that's your opinion. And that's okay. And thank you for that vouch of confidence for, you know, saying that. But this is how I feel. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm not harming anyone. Now, that has nothing to do with my self-worth. I just like cosmetically the way it looks when I get fillers because I don't want to look tired, okay? I even had someone try to allude to the fact that um, um, I had some self-esteem issues because I tried fake eyelashes one time. It's like, clearly you don't know me. <laughs> and that's the thing. I did it, it was my birthday. I'm like, oh, I'll give it a try, whatever. I look at things as fun. It's art. Makeup is art. Hair is art. All right. These things are art, but you had to do it with the right intention, the right mindset. So by default, you are worthy. You're worthy of everything you want because you exist. Now you just had to step to the plate and accept it. And the way you accept it is by working on yourself consistently. Okay. It's like if someone were to hand you Here's the family business. Uh, it's worth $100 million. You're the CEO. I'm stepping down. Great. Okay. 
well, you need to have a certain level of business acumen. You need to be able to know how to network and speak with people. You need to uh, focus on how you present yourself. Okay. Cause you come into a business meeting, you're like, yeah, you know, you're just like laying back like this. You're kind of, you know, you have to, <laughs> I'm not saying it makes this right. But what I tell people is you're not that guy, right? If Jeff Bezos can't come to you in a meeting and, and he's wearing, I don't know, some, some like uh basketball shorts and a, and a, and a, and a, and a top, a Jersey, cause he was just playing ball and, and he's like, okay, what's it mean about, you're not going to say, oh, I don't want to do business with him because he's just at that level, right? Right or wrong, whether you agree with it or not, that's what it is. Until you get to that point, <laughs> you need to worry about these things, okay? So pay attention to how you're addressing because I'm quoting Deion Sanders, the GOAT, right? When you look good, you feel good, right? When you feel good, you play good, they pay good, right? So it's just one of those things like take care of yourself, of your worth, what you tolerate, what you don't tolerate. How you, matter of fact, right now, I'm having issues finding clothes that match my brand, okay? The, the aesthetic I'm looking for, the vibe, the essence I'm looking for, and the colors, okay? So I was telling... I was telling my project manager this and my, and my brother the other day I was talking to him. I just said, I'm going to have to get my clothes made one day. I'm going to have to have teller made clothes. And it's going to be some instances where I can go to places where they would have what I'm looking for. But it's been very hard. I've been spending hours online going to different websites and it just ain't it. Okay. It ain't it. But I want a certain look because that's an extension of who I am. So I, because I know my worth and I know who I am, I know there's a certain presentation of myself that I want to display every time I walk outside the house. There's a certain vibe I'm going for because I make the clothes. I make the accessories. The accessories don't make me. It's what I choose to do. So when we focus on who we are and gain our identity, understand who we are, what we're capable of, all those things with ourselves, we can lead a life of intention because no one's going to tell us who we are, how to dress, what we should do. It doesn't mean you can't follow a trend if you think a trend is cool, but you're not going to be following every single trend. You're going to start setting trends, okay? All right, or you're going to make a trend better. So really focus on understanding your worth, okay? Because people do treat you how you treat yourself and which you allow to rock. I tell people this often, okay? What you accept is going to be that domino effect. Now, it doesn't mean people can't get exceptions. That's on you, right? But if you don't take care of yourself, why would someone else think that you care about certain things if you're not vocal about it and you're not taking action towards it? People respect that. You know, if you have a skincare regimen at night and it takes you a little while to do that, I see the results. I respect that. But if you don't do anything and then you're just like, oh, my skin's terrible and uh, you don't do anything about it, no one's going to think otherwise. So you can't expect people to 
look at you or expect things from you that you aren't expecting from yourself. So this is why it's important to live with intention and start mapping out the things that you want to see happen and the things you want to achieve and know that you're worthy of achieving as you're worthy of maintaining it. You just got to work towards it and discover more about yourself that you may have been putting on a back burner for so long. Now is your time. And I want to wrap it up here with being judged. Let's take another drink here. I hope this is really clicking. I really, truly do because it's it's about getting your, your mind right, your mental right. Being judged. Someone will always have something to say. Someone will always have something to say. You can create an orphanage. You can donate to an orphanage. You can feed people during the holidays. You can do so many good things, known and unknown. Someone will have an issue with you. Someone will say, oh, they're just donating because they get a tax break. Who the hell cares? Who cares? So what? And what are you doing? I tell people, start flipping the script on people. I had this, um, <laughs> I, I don't want to get too specific in this story, but um, I went on a trip with a friend and uh, it was a beautiful trip. We went um, to a country in South America and this one person tried to be a little bit condescending, tried to say that, oh, you must have went there via an airline where people are known to get cheaper tickets and fly places. And I said to my friend, because this person said this to my friend, I said, um, regardless, we went, they didn't. And also, since the tickets are so cheap, why didn't they purchase it? I mean, we didn't fly with that airline, but if we had, and it's so cheap, because again, tonality and who's saying it, try to be smart. Either way, we went to that country and you didn't. And like I said, by the way, since the tickets are so cheap, why didn't you buy it? So busy trying to knock people down, so busy trying to judge people, so busy trying to pocket wire, so busy trying to do all these things. Either way, we did it and you did not. So when people try to judge you for something, for being a creative, for doing this, for doing that, for doing things differently, for really just going out there for yourself, ask yourself, what are they doing in their life? Now, this isn't about putting people down. This is about pulling receipts, really pulling receipts and not letting your power just seep out of you and be given to people who don't want you to succeed. So the next time someone try to judge you for what you're doing, how you're talking, what you're wearing, things like that, ask yourself, what are they doing in their life? I guarantee you it's not productive. One quote has been coming up recently that I'm going to say, I absolutely love it. Um, I heard, I think it was David Goggins who said it first. Well, well who I heard from th this phrase from first, a couple other people. 
there will never be a hater doing better than you. There will never be a hater doing better than you. So living with intention, and 50 Cent talked about this, how we ask for success and things like that. But with that comes the jealousy, the entitlement, things like that. So in a way, indirectly, I'm not saying that's what we're asking for, but that's what comes with the success. And by the way, you may not be where you're at, but someone looks at you and they look at you like, oh man, they're there. Even though you're like, actually I'm here, but because you've done so much work and they see the change, they're just like, oh no, no, this, you're up here. And then they start to change. And then they try to convince you that you're the one who's changing. So be cautious of people who are judging you and don't let that go to your head. You're going to be misunderstood. People want to, some people want to misunderstand you because now it fuels their need for negative reinforcement. It's unfortunate, but that's what some people need. They need that negative reinforcement to say, see, it's not me, it's the economy, it's that person, it's that person, it's that person. And does the economy cause delays for some people? Yes. However, the people who do the most complaining are the people who take the less action. Doesn't mean something unfortunate doesn't happen. Doesn't mean a setback doesn't happen. But when people stay in that and they make that their narrative, they weren't really trying. They weren't really trying. So that, that's what I have for you for focusing on leading in a life with intention. Okay, really buckle down and, and ask yourself, what do you want? What are your desires? How happy are you right now? It's okay if you're having an off day. But understand what makes you happy. And this comes from you. Check in with yourself. Because people who are genuinely happy, consistently happy, again, I know there are peaks and valleys throughout life. But people who are overall happy, they're not hating on you. They're not judging you. They're not trying to knock you down. They're going to encourage you. They're going to give you some resource. They're going to help you out in some way, shape, or form. Okay? some way, shape, or form. And it's not on you to worry about someone's feelings because they didn't want to put in the work for themselves. Now, again, I know this is easier said than done to worry about certain people's feelings, but I'm telling you, it does get easier. But the more you care about someone else's feelings, the more you worry about, oh, you know, I just gotta, you know, just be tolerant. And it will be to the detriment of your mental health, of your lifestyle, of you progressing in life. Because there are, there are too many people who are willing to help in life, who, who just want to dispense knowledge because they made it, they, they bought everything they wanted to buy, they've been with all the people who they want to be, they traveled to all the countries they want to travel to, and now they get satisfaction from helping others. Okay, the next wave of people. So focus on who you would like to spend your time with, you know, whether it's just for fun, business-wise, they're probably going to be the same people eventually um, for the most part. Understand that you will have less and less friends as you progress, but you will have the friends that matter and those friends will become family. Understand that some people will um, choose to believe the stories about you because that satisfies 
their need, as I was saying earlier, for negative reinforcement that satisfy their need to say, oh, well, you know, successful people, all they do is name something bad, right? Don't worry about that. Get private, get selective, who you hang out with, where you go. The less people know, the better you'll be off. And again, you, you can definitely show some things online, but you know, have that discernment and constantly focus on your craft, your spiritual craft, everything that falls under that. Because when you have that strong foundation, things not only get clearer for you, not only get easier for you, they it helps you get to a point where you can sit back and reflect and think, God damn, this is possible. I really did it. I really got here. And I just had to buckle down on my confidence, my boundaries, discernment, understanding who's for me, who's not for me, addressing that guilt that I'm feeling, that, uh, that, that self-worth issue I have. And think how much more proud of yourself you would be for having do, done all that. For not entertaining people's drama. For not giving excuses. Okay. I'm going to read something from the Delhi Guidance from the Angels. I don't even know how long I've been talking. <laughs> I just hit record at one end. All right. And again, if you haven't enrolled in the Radiant Sun course, for the summer solstice, go to tmariejohnson.com. Okay, forward slash summer solstice course. All right. All right, 226, simplify your life. It's funny, both, both pages about simplifying. Easing your burdens involves using your gift of discernment. That was a key word here. To decide which direction to choose for yourself. Pressure comes from trying to go in multiple directions all at the same time. Often this stems from concerns about other people's judgments or displeasures. Oh my gosh, what did I just say? I literally just opened the book to this. What, what did I just say about other people? <laughs> judgments, displeasures, which comes from fears of abandonment. Yeah, some people don't want you to do better because Snoop Dogg talk about this, the gap. You progress, they don't. So they're at level, let's say 10, then you're at level 20. And they're not progressing in their own life. So now you got the gap. All right. They don't want you to, to leave them, but they're not progressing. What, what are you to do? And at the base of these anxieties is the true root, a terror that God has abandoned you, but them. Beloved one, heaven would never abandon you. It couldn't. You're forever enmeshed into the Godhead, which is the single unit of living spirit that collectively fuels all sentient beings. God's will for you is joy. And this is simple because your true nature, because it's your true nature. You don't need to work at feeling this emotion. Today, say yes to happiness. <laughs> I was literally talking about happiness. Say yes to happiness and no to fear-based choices that cloud your schedule with too much busyness. Get clarity, go to the gym, <laughs> do a metal. 
All right, today, open yourself up to simplicity. Before every decision, spend time in meditative and prayerful silence. I'm a huge fan of being in silence. I know some people are like, what? She's a woman in favor of silence. Yes, I do sometimes favor silence. Agree with those activities that you can accept wholeheartedly. I was talking about this earlier. Will give you the strength and courage to say no to all other demands on your time. It is safe for you to simplify your life. And it wraps up with thought for today. I, uh, uh, an affirmation. I simplify my days by living wholeheartedly and spending my time in meaningful ways. I was just saying, buckle down on where you're going, who you're spending time with. My angels protect, motivate, and guide me to release all false burdens from my shoulders and give myself breathing room. Give myself breathing room. It's going to put the little marker here. Practice breathing exercises. All right, dear one, that's what I have for you for today's episode, okay? Really focus about that intentional living. You cannot go wrong with that. All right, I'm sending you so many blessings, lots of love. You know I'm rooting for you and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Visit my website at tiamariejohnson.com to subscribe to my newsletter and be the first to know about upcoming guests and exciting events. As always, I'm sending you lots of love and many blessings. I'm rooting for you and remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.